Welcome everybody to the Flourish podcast with Dr. Tony Ingram, where you will hear straight from some of the best practitioners and leaders in wellness on how to take control of your family's physical, spiritual, and mental health, because we are all designed to flourish. As a reminder, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the Flourish podcast should be taken as medical advice. For your own specific medical advice, please always consult with your own healthcare providers. Now, today, I am so, so excited to introduce to all of you, if you haven't already met her, to Jennifer Massad. So Jennifer is a certified makeup artist with over 10 years experience in the beauty industry. She began her career with Estee Lauder, where she received training in proper skincare routines before becoming a MAC makeup artist at Nordstrom in North Park. Jennifer's passion for her clients and love of makeup inspired her to establish Gen X Faces, which specializes in makeup for weddings, beauty, fashion, editorial, media, and education. Her company partners with some of the best-in-class bridal services in Dallas. Jennifer's work has been featured on Bravo TV and The Broadcast, in D Magazine, and in Grace Ormond Wedding Style Magazine. With experience in many cultures and makeup disciplines, Jennifer leverages her knowledge of skincare to prepare each of her clients for their wedding day. When skin is in balance, makeup looks its best and has the greatest longevity. That's Gen X Space's unique difference. Jennifer is a native of Dallas, is bilingual, and enjoys spending time with her friends, family, and her love of all things blue. Jennifer, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you, Dr. Tony. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Me too. Okay, so let's dig in. First, tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got here. So short story, long story, long story longer. Um, I was a a classically trained musician in my first life. Um, my whole family are musicians and, uh, I play piano and sing and a couple other instruments and I loved music, but then I discovered, I also loved cooking. So I have, um, a degree in culinary arts and hospitality management. Um, and I'm also a pastry chef and, um, I worked in the industry, um, almost opened my own bakery, uh, learned how important food was. And, um, that kind of fell through and that was a career path as I was expecting to go on. And then, um, I had always loved makeup, but I just never really engaged it. Um, and then finally I was like, well, um, the bakery thing didn't work out. Let's try makeup. And, um, I was actually the executive pastry chef of Neiman Marcus at the time, and they wouldn't hire me to transition over into the beauty world. And so Nordstrom gave me a chance at Estee Lauder. And so it was kind of neat because Estee Lauder back in the day, um, I need to update my thing because I've actually been doing makeup almost 20 years now. (laughs) Gosh, Jennifer. Back in the day, Lauder was huge about teaching skincare. And then when I went from Lauder to Mac, I got to learn about um, not only skincare, but hygiene. Mac is very serious about making sure you're a certified artist. Like you don't get to be on the floor unless you pass certain tests, et cetera, et cetera. So it was really neat to bring the skincare game into the makeup game because I had no idea where social media was going. And then we, um, and then the world changed overnight. And if you don't have good skin, 
there's only so much I can do to make you look flawless, you know? (laughs) So, and then kind of similar to your journey, um, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and it's not really something I talk about a lot, but, um, culinary school didn't teach me nutrition. We had one nutrition course. Right. And then, um, Same. same with us. Right. Oh my gosh. Where's Dr. Laura when we need her. Right. And so I, I had two options. Um, I could either, I couldn't pay for the medicine. So I had to learn how to let food be thy medicine. And, um, at the time, um, I was still in the makeup world, but I had to start to heal myself with food because my medicine was over a thousand dollars a month. And I'm a self-employed person short story long. When I, once I started to understand the relationship between good skin, starting from within, um, because people would complain, right? People are like, Oh, I can't wear this foundation. I can't do that. This is breaking me out. And, um, To manage client satisfaction, I started asking things like, what do you eat? How do you live? What do you do to manage your stress? What prescriptions are you on? And that has slowly over time developed into what I now call, I have two services. I'm a beauty therapist. So um, I'm kind of a boutique offering. Um, Dallas isn't necessarily the best market to want to look like yourself, but (laughs) the one thing that like everyone tells me is make me look like anybody but myself. And social media has done that. And um, I have a problem with that. We're not going to change my Lebanese nose, right? I was meant to have my bone structure. Um, And then I don't want, I'm a trauma survivor and all those things too. So I didn't realize how much our self-esteem is managed by um, social media these days and how client satisfaction is based on their internal world. And my job is to bring that out externally. Uh, Man, for one, you really need to update your bio. (laughs) Get out much. (laughs) There's, There's nothing in there about being a beauty therapist, which I feel like is, that's your biggest draw. That that's when I see sparkle in your eyes. That's when oh. I like want to tear up a little bit that you're like creating an entire, you could create an entire new industry just on that. That's, just on I, will, that. I will say, thank you for saying that. Cause that is, that is what I want. This is so much fun. And I always tell my clients, you got to pay to play and good skin starts from within. Um, and um, I promise I'll update it. Um, I thought I sent you, I, I thought I sent you my article, but I guess I didn't. Um, so I apologize about that. Um, so that's my bad. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's question number one. So yeah, I do, uh, I do what are called beauty concierge services now. So I have partnerships with, um, the Mac pro store at North park where I worked, Um, I can go and take you into any Sephora's. Basically, you pay me to go shopping with you. And my job is to navigate through what I call the bullshit of the beauty industry. So I can take you to Camera Ready Cosmetics and we can work with more professional depending on your needs. Um, Also have a relationship with Credo Beauty. So we can get truly clean, cleaner skincare. So that's really neat find out I've got my tribe of people like Dr. Laura, like Michelle, they help me with like prescriptions and food issues. Right. 
Um, and now you're part of the team because my God, I've been looking for a holistic dentist my whole life. I'm part of the team. Yes. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, it's because, um, I, I before Dr. Sam, he, you, he was the only person that would ever look at me and not look like I was a jerk by saying, please don't put fluoride on me unless you have to. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Mm. Well, I'm happy to be on your team any day, my dear. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned something that I would love to dig in in a little more. And I haven't even gotten to my questions yet. Goodness gracious. But that this is good. This is good. Um, so, so much of what I'm noticing is that when all of the normal dentistry stuff fails, like brushing, flossing, you use more fluoride. When all of that's fa- when all of that's failing, really the first place we need to look is the gut, mm-hmm. because the health of the teeth and the gums depends on the health of the gut. Your mouth is the first part of your gut, and I think what I'm hearing you say is that the health of your skin and the appearance of your skin also starts in the gut. So is that what you're finding? And is that what you're helping your concierge clients get to? Absolutely. Um, whether it's one of my brides, I also have corporate programs called boardroom beauty and courtroom appeal. So I teach women career specific makeup looks also because it greatly affects how you transact, right? Like I was very blessed to have to have two rounds of braces. I my teeth are very my father. I thank God for my dad that was he was able to invest in my teeth. Because I I didn't realize all my self-esteem issues, right? So you're at 150%. You're correct. I actually did before I met you and Dr. Sam. um, I had contact dermatitis and I did not know. So I was one of those girls that was put on retinol at 12 when I should not have been prescription-based retinol. So it started contact dermatitis here and then conventional toothpaste would burn me. And I didn't know that between what I was, I mean, what 12 year old applies retinol properly, right? And then the toothpaste were burning me. And then I didn't know you could be allergic to toothpaste and all the skin in my mouth sloughed off. So I've had to learn what sensitivity looks like and then uh, what ingredients. So this is what I tell my clients, Tony. Um, Skin is the largest organ in the body. It's the first place to show inflammation and the last place to receive nutrients. And your face tells me everything, probably like gums talk to you. I've had people that drink five bottles of champagne uh, right before their wedding, literally at the wedding. And so I can't get ahead of that dehydration, right? And, um, And in today's world, there's so many products that are over the counter now that were I'm 44 that were not legal for me to put on my face without a prescription when I was younger. And we can you can burn your face off with three products going to major beauty retailers right now. So we have a whole new level of dermatitis showing up, sensitivities, um the masks didn't do us any favors. So skin to continues to get more complex, but as you said, if we understand things like there are a couple of videos, like I had nurse practitioner Michelle on to talk about proper vitamin D, liquid vitamin D, mineral sunscreen versus um, chemical. So then when you start to, so I had to learn those things personally. And once I started to learn the effect on my skin, 
um, based on what I put in my belly, uh, night and day difference. Um, and, um, so I'm a huge fan of grass fed wild caught. Um, I love, um, natural skincare. So I've got a video on how to use rose water or how to use apple cider vinegar as a toner. I have a three-step skincare routine that's completely natural. And then we can tweak if we need to with what I call a flexitarian lifestyle. <laughs> I love it. Love, 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 love it. Okay. So much more to get into. So I would just a 30,000 foot view break through all of the hype. What is clean beauty to you? Does it exist for one? I'm going to say no. Um, there is no such thing as clean beauty. We should not be wearing makeup. No, we were never meant to wear makeup. There was a reason why, like even during the Roman ages, right? They were putting toxic oxides on their face. We're really not that far from it. Uh, I might get flack for saying that, um, but um, we got to pay to play. That's why, that's why gut health and what you, how you live is so important to what this is going to look like. And um, so when clean skincare first started to come out, Mac was really cool because we were one of the first companies to actually produce their mineral powders are still some of my favorite on the planet because I don't have to worry about the product. It looks beautiful and it still performs as a professional the way I need it to. Um, that being said, as you know, not everything that natural is that is natural is good for you, right? right? So something clean could be made with corn. Something clean can be made with soy. Um, so there's a lot of bullshit in there. And then there's a very huge retailer that brags about they have a specific clean label. I can tell you that clean label gets bought a lot. So um, then a store like Credo came out and I love Credo because they use Eastern standards of care versus Western um, where people like the FDA, EPA, all of that, right? We're, we have a lot of lobbying going on there, right? Yeah. So um, if you need corn-free products, if you need soy-free, I hate soy. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of standard beauty retailers are, are adding clean products. Just remember y'all, clean is a trend word. And we can still use, quote, cleaner beauty. Let's just call it cleaner beauty. Uh, because we're finally in a, a place in the industry where we can actually have natural products. Um, like, for example, um, this brand called Love Yourself. They have a beautiful natural concealer. But am I going to use this on the wedding day versus double wear? No. Now, can I mix the two for performance? Yes. Um, I hope that answers the question. That's smart. I can no, fun. that's smart. So when you talk about corn and soy, I know that I try to avoid soy most of the time in my diet. Corn, I'm a little more lax on, but my husband really can't do corn oh. in the diet. But what is the difference? So in the diet, that's going to absorb differently than on the skin. What do you see? as far obviously there will be some absorption, but do you see 
like clinical differences when somebody's applying something made from corn and soy, or is it more of a, a value statement that we won't um, do corn or soy? So here's my, as a professional makeup artist and who's someone who specializes mainly in weddings and special events, one of my talents is longevity in my application. So I'm really good when you need stuff to stay on all day, every day. Uh, there ain't nothing natural about that. Uh, I can incorporate natural products, um, but you're just not going to have, because we need things like alcohol and dimethicone. And sometimes you do need um, certain ingredients to bind to the skin. Now I'm the guinea pig here because whatever I tell you, I've tried. Um, so I like to have a clean skincare routine. And that lets me play with as much Estee Lauder double wear as I want because I love double wear. Um, so, or let's say I've got a favorite standard retail makeup product I like. I've also found that applying cleaner primers, primers, a whole nother conversation. Not everyone needs it. And it's another, it's a long conversation there, but sometimes you can put like a, you know, vapor makes a really clean stick primer. So you can kind of put that on to kind of shield. So if you're using good skincare and you're taking care of yourself as cleanly as possible, like drinking Dr. Laura's lemon cranberry drink every morning, you've already given your liver a kickstart. We're never not going to absorb junk, right? None of us. So um, that's why I say you got to pay to play. Oh, no, I think that's super smart. And it's a nice balanced view because it's not for most of us if we're going to go out in public, if we're going to have events, if we're going to be in a professional setting, I think, unfortunately, the standard is that a professional look has a little bit of makeup. So it, I don't love that that's the standard because it's, it's, I feel like the, the mark is always moving. Um, but it's, it's nice that we can do things to to have a very balanced view. Like, yes, you can live your life, but do some other things to help protect yourself in the meantime. Yeah, do what like what I like every time I interview a client now, um, I have to I have to vet my client because, um, you know, back before social media was huge, Tony, we were the experts. And that is something I've had to shift to. Like, I will have like a 12 or a 14 year old or a 50 year old woman come up to me and go, I use five serums on my face. I know more about makeup than you do. Really? Cause I've been in it 20 years. I didn't know that, you know, uh, or like, so, um, that's a new shift is the cognitive dissonance between, I can't make that real. That is not, or we're also teaching women like I see 22 year olds need brightening products. You shouldn't need a brightening product at 22, honey. What are you doing? But they're sucker punched, right? So um, I, I will ask my client, what is their level of commitment? Because that's where we start. Tell me how busy you are. Tell me how much time you have. And then I can make a routine for you. It, it's not about, it's finding what works for you. Because I tell my clients, be you, be true, and love what you do. Because when you know who you are, you are not affected by someone that tells you, well, who they think you are. You know, so, um, and we don't live in a world that encourages 
you to critically think, right? We have homogenized beauty. I have a video on that where I, I just, yeah. um, we've created a look and it's not human anymore. And you're human. I can't make you not be human. <laughs> I agree. And don't you feel like that's not just makeup, although I'm sure makeup is a large part. It's like it started with makeup and now it's makeup and injectables and plastic surgery. And then we've got all of these 20 year old girls who are beautiful to begin with, starting with injectables to prevent wrinkles. And yes. it's really everybody in a certain age range that I see on social media looks the same to me. Like their faces look the same. And I don't like, right. that's, that's why I'm not a cosmetic dentist, honestly, because I don't, I like teeth that look healthy and that look real and that look human. Um, if yeah. you tell me that you want veneers for your already perfectly beautiful teeth, then I, that's hard for me. <laughs> that's hard if your teeth are already healthy and beautiful. Um, so, and if you want one millimeter longer on your central incisors, because that's what somebody on social media has and they have a big wide smile then I'm not your girl. And so sometimes I will, when it's clear to me that they have unrealistic standards. Um, and now, now that my kids are getting older, it's like, if, if I was your mother, I would, this would break my heart for you to do. So I'm not your girl. Let's have you go see a cosmetic dentist. Let's have you go see a prosthodontist. Cause that, this is not me. I won't do well for you for this. And bless you for that, Tony, because it doesn't, um, I encounter it every time I freelance at some of these big beauty retailers, I am watching us traumatize children and I am not a parent, but I have a really big problem with two things that I've noticed. We're, we're teaching them younger and younger because of the devices in their hands that they have to be valued by whatever this says. And that if I don't look like I'm, I'm half Lebanese, there is no way that my nose is Caucasian. <laughs> like I was telling my little uh, nine-year-old friend who I love with all my heart, like he, he's mixed like me. And like, I was telling him when I was his age, I got made fun of because I didn't look like standard features. Um, or like I had size 11 feet before everybody else. And back in my day, they didn't make women's shoes. So every 11 year old knew I had on men's shoes. So it is, it's funny to see, or like, I remember, um, and anyone who's like been in the business, I don't know about you, Everyone thinks every trend is brand new. No, it's not. It was around during black and white photos during the drag era where we have to feminize the face or learn to work with different colors based on the color temperature of the filming. So anyway, um, it's we live in a very transitory period where the market is so flooded and we don't have any level of integrity anymore. And so I kind of joke like integrity is the new black because... Um, and like you, I, I will respectfully turn down people that I know I cannot, I can't satisfy. Cause if you don't take care of yourself, there's only so much I can do truly. Cause people exactly. are like, oh, you have such good skin. You're 44. And, um, 
And I'm like, yeah, um, that stuff I talk about on YouTube, I do it too. <laughs> you practice what you preach. Sometimes. That's why I say flexitarian. You yeah. Gotta have I love fun, it. Right. Every now and then I we still gotta go get Kane's chicken. We just got to bless it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bless it to your body. Oh, that's greatness. <laughs> okay. So what do you, what would you say most of us get wrong when it comes to makeup? Um, I'm going to say a blanket statement here. If you think the beauty industry cares about you, you are 100% wrong. They care about your wallet. They don't care about your betterment. Um, and I kind of looked up some statistics because I follow a couple of journals. So I'm going to look at my notes here real fast. Um, again, I have a little segment on my channel called, excuse my French, the bullshit of the beauty industry, because they don't care about you. They're one of the only industries that has never experienced a true recession. Even in depression times, women wore mascara and rouge. Um, so remember that money, honey. Um, and the beauty industry is actually going to cap out over the next five years as one of the top five industries globally, over $27 billion in the United States alone. There is no deficit here. And um, what I want to say to that is you need someone like me in your life because you need someone to navigate through that world because you may meet wonderful employees, but don't kid yourself. You know how today's world works. They have to meet corporate metrics. And, and then I've already been there and done that. So I'm very blessed that I don't have to, I can go in a store and help you and not worry about if I'm selling you. So, and, and that's, that's what's scary because I am watching, I'm watching, like I told you, young people burn their face off and, um, Two, I'm watching parents not have a backbone and they're paying for these products. They're, it's not the kid's fault. You're walking out and, and innocently appeasing your child and you're putting alpha hydroxy, beta hydroxy, salicylic acid, soy-based retinol, corn-based vitamin C. And Tony, let me tell you this. Up until you're 25 AHAs old, on their kids? Oh, yes. Yes. Because it smells good, right? And the packaging's real cute. Um, you don't need any help with anti-aging until you're about 24, 25. I am not a esthetician. However, I work with estheticians and I work with a nurse practitioner. If we disrupt the body's natural process to, to be its own protector, we destroy the skin barrier. When we destroy the skincare barrier, it's like the Great Wall of China. So now our collagen and elastin are subject to being told to stop being produced. We've got um, damage from all the pollutants in the air. We're not spending enough time in the sun. We need real vitamin D. Um, and we look at blue screens all day. So um, the beauty industry doesn't care about you. I do. <laughs> Love it. No, it's true. It's true. It's it's a business just like any other business. And so their job is to market to their best of their ability. And if if they can sell beauty in a bottle with their marketing messaging, then that's what they're going to do. Now I am being blankety when I say that. How there are there are brands that 
Um, like I have a, I have a personal relationship with a, a really neat company called in beauty project. And, uh, I love it. Cause even like Dr. Laura muscle tested, um, the founder's toner and she calls it downtown, but it was so neat because she uses it because, um, it was so neat to have a, a personal relationship with one of the formulators and her name is Jennifer also. And she, um, it's so neat to, to be reminded what I told Jen was as the CEO of a company, it's really neat to, to see that there are still people in the business doing the right thing. Um, because integrity has been proven to increase the PL and the profit margins. Um, so it's not all there, but the majority of it is not interested in you. So yeah. Absolutely agree. All right. So if we want to start kind of cleaning up our products, like let's say we've got a bag full of essay lauder or whatever or whatever. I don't I don't want to hate on essay lauder. No, no, uh, no. But if we have a bag full of just makeup that we've gotten at the mall or at the drugstore, um, where's the best place to start making small switches? Like what, is there an ingredient that tends to be the worst that we should get rid of first? Where's, where do we begin? So I actually start with cleaning up the skincare. Because once we get the skin in a proper balanced position, that will tell me if the makeup looks good or not. You can still, like I said, so what I, the first place I start is teaching, I would say, stop washing your face with soap-based products. We can't, we can't really judge if your cosmetics are working well until I see, does technique, do tools matter? Those things definitely matter. But if the canvas isn't prepared, I can't paint it and you can't either. So um, I, one of my, so my three-step skincare routine that I always start people on is coconut oil, um, mm -hmm. alcohol-free Thayer's toner or rose water, um, an exfoliating toner, um, which we'll talk about on another podcast. There's a whole toner conversation there, um, yeah. the downtown. And then um, I like to use natural oils, like evening primrose oil for tone and texture or, you know, apricot oil, avocado oil, et cetera. Um, so if they're willing to start there, the face wash is the number one place because we shouldn't be putting detergent on our face. Um, people think dove soap is great. Well, again, I'm not trying to like down a company, any solid based bar. soap, the ingredients that hold the bar together are bad for your face. Um, so coconut oil is antibacterial, antifungal, anti-yeast. And I have a video on where I literally take my makeup off with that. That is the only thing I've washed my face with for almost 20 years. Um, That's before coconut oil was super cool. So, <laughs> yes, because I'll tell you this, Tony, you can appreciate this. Trendsetter. He's a very famous, very famous makeup artist. And he has a, he had a beautiful line. Um, it's not so popular in the U S anymore. And he brought the cleansing oil method over kind of, but then I found out I was paying $80 for corn oil. I just couldn't do it. Oh no. A pretty packaging. I love and support the oh, makeup artist, but I'm uh, a sucker for pretty packaging. Me too. And then 
the other thing was the only thing I'll say to coconut oil is this. I put most everyone on it. If you're having cystic or fungal acne issues, like, and you've got the demodex, you know, those mites, um, that's the only time you wouldn't want to use a fatty acid as a cleanser. Really? Uh, because it, the, the coconut oil feeds the demodex. We can talk about fungal acne another day too. <laughs> that, but that's a rarity. So many questions. Okay. Yeah, I know. Because I thought coconut oil itself was antifungal. It is. But if you're having specific cystic issues, Mm -hmm. we need to break up. We need to stop feeding um, the fungus in a certain way. Okay. So um, one of my clients, I had to, that, we had to figure that out. Uh, She had cystic acne for years and we cleaned up her gut um, Mm -hmm. and we were still seeing issues. So we actually, she ended up, we backed her off. She ended up going on a prescription ivermectin skincare cream. And let me tell you what, it was amazing. Not know that that was a thing. Well, yeah, the right derms will prescribe it. And um, mm-hmm. under protocol, it pulled yeah. all that out. Um, That's fascinating. But skin is so neat. I love skin. So anyway, start with your face wash, y'all. Okay. Let's get the skin in check. And then the makeup. Start with face wash. So with the coconut oil, do you do extra virgin, like the stuff that's hard at room temperature, or do you do the fractionated where it's liquid and a little easier to manage? You can do both. What I have found as a makeup artist who wears, you know, like I have latex glue in my lashes. So there are things that are sometimes harder to get off than others. I use the traditional coconut oil. Um, you, you can go buy refined if you want. Um, I tell people to go to Costco because that's the Lebanese in me. I try to save you some money, but still get you a quality product. But Dr. Laura would say, if you want to go a, f- a step farther, further, uh, don't buy it because it's in plastic. But again, I try to make things feasible um, or go to Tuesday morning and get you a jar that hasn't expired and it's eight bucks. <laughs> the MCT wow. oil, I noticed doesn't get I, those fatty lipids that are in full coconut oil tend to emulsify better. Okay. So you do that. And I remember seeing that video, um, that you have on YouTube of your routine, and then you take a wet cloth and remove the makeup and the oil, right? So the, the quality of that washcloth really matters. We over exfoliate in the U S more than, I mean, everyone's going to have basketball skin between the apricot scrubs and the chemical, like I said, the chemical exfoliants that are now legal for 10 year olds to buy alpha hydroxy, beta hydroxy, um, all of these things. Um, so gentle exfoliation works over time versus Insta. We're not going to get instant pretty texture. (laughs) You didn't get there overnight and we can't get rid of it overnight unless you go get like you know, an IPL laser procedure and you've got to go hide for a week. <laughs> You'd be surprised what apple cider vinegar will do though. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be a good toner, right? Like that would exfoliate. Yeah. So like I always like in my video, I say there's a difference between a tingle and a burn. So if you dilute it four to one, it's got antibacterial properties mm-hmm. and I'm a weirdo. Thanks to Dr. Laura. I like, I actually drink it every morning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll put my girls that have breakout issues on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. if they can get over the smell. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The smell, especially if you're diluting it four to one, the smell's not that bad. 
No. And then you don't want to put it on straight. It, it It's too strong. Yeah. Um, even yeah. though you put it in your hair for a rinse, but. Okay. So the coconut oil, gently remove the makeup, maybe ACV if you need some toning, exfoliating action. Um, and then what do you put on your face? Do you do a traditional moisturizer or do you do more oil to moisturize? So um, if I'm wearing makeup, I I like an emulsified moisturizer a little better. Um, but on the days I don't wear makeup, I don't care if I look shiny. I'm not one of those women. Like I, I don't, I feel like I don't like, we've taught women that matte is pretty and matte makes you look dead. <laughs> And I've been in the funeral industry. You don't need to be mad. <laughs> so, um, like there's, I'll show you kind of a couple of examples. Um, I have a beautiful anointing oil. Um, that's the same recipe from the Bible. So I've got frankincense, I've got oh. myrrh, vetiver, I've got all the amazing things in this beautiful little bottle. So I'm getting healing and hydration. But let's say I need to go do makeup and do a wedding for 18 hours. Well, you know, this little brand from Ulta is called Good Molecules and it's a silicone free moisturizer. Clean-ish. Ish. Okay. And yeah. it'll stay on the skin right so that I can put product on top. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about so once we've done our routine, we've moisturized, we're ready to put some makeup on. Tell me about, I know I heard you mention that Mac has some good mineral makeup. Tell me about mineral makeups in general. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it all hype? I know I've got a couple of different ones. I don't know if they're, how do you feel about minerals? Again, we have a lot of trend beauty words in today's world. Um, some mineral makeup I think is beautiful. Uh, some of it is a real tricky color match. Um, so if you can, and a lot of it is powder based, I will say this, it's really neat to watch, um, some of my favorite shadows that are decent, that are clean. You can get it at Credo. Um, and I'm impressed because now we've learned how to find mill of the mica a little differently. Um, so we've got better pigment coming out and they figured out better ways to emulsify it. So it's not like super chalky. Um, but is it something that I care about or incorporate in my daily life as a makeup artist? Not really. I've, I've found the products that I like. Um, but a lot of mineral products can be dry, but if you can find a color match on it, go for it. Do you feel like they're safer than a liquid foundation. Like if we're talking a mineral-based foundation versus a liquid. Safer yeah, if, if you're that sensitive and those things like, um, I mean, if you're just super, super autoimmune out the wazoo, then yeah, um, a, a cleanish or option is probably mm -hmm. better. Okay. Um, especially while you're experiencing times of inflammation on the face. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. Something else I heard you mention already is sunblock. Yeah. Is there a happy medium? Because I, I do believe that photo aging is a thing. Like if our 
skin is exposed to sunlight, yes, it changes the skin and it does age us over time. It creates damage to the, but I also know that, you know, I grew up on a farm in a small town and the old farmers who always had a tan and always were dark. I never knew a single one of them who had skin cancer. The ones that I knew growing up who had skin cancer were the women who were fair complected and inside all the time who got occasional burns throughout childhood. So tell me, give me the the good, the bad, and the ugly about sunblock. The good, the bad, and the ugly about sunblock. I hate sunblock. I don't wear it, to be honest. Um, I only wear it when I need to. Um, so we have chemical sunblocks and then we have physical sunblocks. Um, physical sunblocks are things like non-nano zinc oxide. So it is something that we've literally chipped away from the mountain, right? It's white chalk. Um, and again, the neat thing is we're starting to see companies being able to create more mineral based. Well, if I'm a mineral fan, it's mineral based sunscreen. Um, however, um, I, you still need to reapply it more often than most of us want to. Um, there is one brand that I think we're everybody in the tribe approves of, um, cause like I went on a cruise and although I'm Lebanese and I use coconut oil and coconut oil over time actually, um, helps your skin stay healthier in the sun. Um, but I still burn and then I'll get darker. Um, there was a mineral spray sunscreen and I was so impressed because it like it actually stayed on. You just have to reapply them more often. Are there times when you need to use chemical sunscreens to get through certain things? Absolutely. Um, but what they don't tell you about chemical sunscreens, y'all, even though it has an aesthetically pleasing value to it, research has found that we're experiencing more skin cancer because of it. Because guess what? Most of those avobenzone, oxybenzone, those ingredients um, are endocrine disruptors. Just like we're discovering how the antidepressant market has um, is creating insulin resistance. Um, and um, you're right. There's a whole conversation about, you know, if God put us here and we're part of the planet, there is no such thing as sun damage. That is a term that the industry has made up to think that you are less than. We have been taught culturally um, what flawless is. And um, I will say this, if you are interested in um, hyperpigmentation, again, look at the gut, but um, two of the most popular products that are sold in most beauty retailers are vitamin C serums for brightening and retinol for anti-aging and retexturizing the skin. Well, once those became more legal over the counter, um, I took a cosmetic chemistry course and guess what most of those ingredients, their base comes from. Most vitamin C is corn-based. Most women cannot use standard vitamin C serums, whether they're $25 or $180 because they're corn-based and we've destroyed corn. So corn doesn't like us anymore, right? Like cocoa leaf versus cocaine, which one is better, right? 
And so, um, and soy and, and, I, and the FDA and the EPA, they don't have to label these ingredients. You can do your research and find out where they come from. Most of us buy vitamin E that's wheat-based. Most of us don't know until your eyelashes or eyebrows or you start having irritation issues is that you're using wheat germ, right? So we don't, because it's cheap. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so. Corn, uh, soy, and wheat, the cheapest, most genetically modified crops right. in the U.S. Yeah. And we don't have to label it soy or they're not legally required to label anything to let you know where they come from. So I will say this, um, if you get a high quality Myers cocktail, um, that, that has, um, so Dr. Laura's husband, I did a, a, a video with him. So Robert is a registered nurse and he now does in-home IV therapy solutions. I think you guys offer him too, if I remember correctly. Comes to our office. Yeah. I love that because, <laughs> um, so I got to experience my first Myers cocktail and don't laugh. Like everyone has little sunspots. I, I call them like sun kisses or God kisses. Yes. Yes. Um, and I have this one little spot that I pay attention to on my hand. And the next day, the next day, that thing was almost gone. Serious? And yes. And then I asked Rob, because again, I'm a pastry chef. So ingredients matter to me. Right. And yeah. he goes, Jennifer, I get to pick, I make my bag from scratch. And so it's, um, it's tapioca based. So I don't ever want my clients to buy another vitamin C serum again, unless I like really do the research on it, because I would rather just pay Robert to come infuse me. And the money you spend on Robert is it works and you're not buying an $80 bottle every two months. And guess what? The minute you take that out of the bottle, it oxidizes. So mine turns dark. After I've had it a couple of weeks and it's in a dark bottle already, but it still turns from clear to dark yeah. and starts to smell kind of smoky, which is interesting. Fascinating. See your vitamins. And it's like the, it's the, it's, a, and that was my splurge. That was my, Hey, I'm in my forties now. I deserve to buy some nice vitamin C serum. So it's the probably $180, whatever it was. It was a good bit. It was more than I, more than what I'd pay at Target. Well, and what I'll like, um, one of my favorite skincare companies, I have daydreamed about her because she she was really around the clean industry before clean started to get anywhere. Her name is Mae Lindstrom. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mae Lindstrom skincare, but she started a product that was viral before viral was a term, and it's called the Blue Cocoon. And um, she it's a coconut oil based balm, and she uses blue tansy. Oh my god, blue tansy, blue chamomile, like. Blue tansy. I'm also a big fan of essential oil therapy. I would rather you buy an $80 bottle of frankincense or manuka essence than spend mm -hmm. $80 on a cream because mm -hmm. I can get, I can get you better use out of three drops of that frankincense with another moisturizer. So, uh -huh. but like, for example, her blue cocoon, I don't, don't quote me, but I think she's somewhere around $180 for hers worth every, every penny. Cause you know, that stuff's made from scratch. And, and it just works and it'll last you about eight months. So price isn't always a deterrent to the quality, but it could be bullshit. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's fascinating. Okay. Well, now I'm going to, now I have a job for Rob. He's going to have to 
give me an IV and I'm going to take pictures of my sunspots on my hands to see if they do. No, seriously, tell me, Tony, because I want, I want all of my brides to use him. Like he's a really new discovery for me. And, um, my, I have really good skin cause I take care of it. And I was amazed at the texture difference. Um, and side note, please don't hear me say I can tend to sound real judgy. Cause I, I really do care about your experience in this world. I want you to look in the mirror and smile without any of this on. This is just fun. This is art. All right, guys, that does it for this episode of the Flourish podcast. Join us again for the next episode where we will bring Jennifer back for a second part of this super fun discussion. So I hope you enjoy it. Bye for now, and we'll see you in the next episode.